This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Game one of the Eastern Conference semifinal belongs to the Heat. But we are expecting, you know, this game to be like this. It's, it's going to be a cage fight. He's down holding his ankle, banging his fists on the floor. How's it feeling? Like a rolled ankle. I asked him, I said, are you going out? You know, just the blink said no, and, uh, and that was that. We believe that we can do something special. We're going to continue to play as such, and then we're going to see where we end up in the end. Highlights courtesy of 560 WQAM in Miami. There was question as to whether or not Jimmy Butler would play tonight, and now we have the answer. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Courtney Cronin is in for Canty today. Jimmy Butler is out tonight for Game 2. Uh, the Knicks say that Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are game-time decisions. That from Tom Thibodeau in the last hour or so. So there you have it. Jimmy Butler is out for tonight's game. And Courtney, I thought Jalen Rose uh, made the right point the other night right after they won Game 1 uh, send him home now. Not that Jimmy Butler would ever allow that to happen, but send him back to Miami now, and we'll see on Saturday for Game 3. He needs to get that ankle back to where it needs to be, and if that means extra treatment and rest, then the immediate decision. I, I know that they just ruled him out now. I wouldn't be surprised if this was something that was known for, you know, beyond this very moment, Chris, because it just makes sense. They got by the New York Knicks without Jimmy Butler. Can they rely on 37-year-old Kyle Lowry and 34-year-old Kevin Love to turn back the clock and be the versions of themselves that they were in game one on a consistent basis to win without Jimmy Butler? Probably not. And this is a team that is so injury-ridden right now, from Victor Oladipo to Tyler Hero, two postseason injuries that are long-term injuries. You can't afford the Jimmy Butler injury to put you out of the playoffs without putting up a fight. So I hope that this is something that can be treated with, you know, maybe a couple extra days. When did, when did, I don't have it in front of me. When does game three start when it goes back to Miami? Uh, it is on Saturday. So this happens Sunday. If you can give him four good days off of it, just sit up, you know, have this thing, you know, have no weight on this ankle for four straight days to get treatment, to do whatever he needs to do to be playing closer to himself. Because you know a sprained ankle, rolled ankle, whatever he described it as, he's not going to be feeling 100% on Saturday. Get it as close to good as possible, and then give yourselves a chance to take a game at home. Yeah, listen, this was a no-brainer for the Heat. You already did what you had to do. And if they ever found a way to keep it close tonight, that would be a win in and of itself no matter what happens with Brunson or with um, Julius Randle tonight. I wonder, I wonder, and boy, that's playing with fire. I wonder if that would have at all affect what the Knicks' feeling is on either of those guys. Like if they were leaning in the direction of, you know, on one of them, Courtney, of like, you know, he'd probably be better off if we held off. I wonder if they'd wait on it now that they know Butler's out tonight. I don't Probably know. Not. They show that they can beat the Knicks without Jimmy Butler. And I know in the first half, they swarmed him. He had 11 points. So if you took the under on Jimmy Butler scoring because of how smothering that Knicks defense has been throughout the postseason, that was a smart play. Can you take your foot off the gas more or less and afford going down 0-2 with the series shifting back down to Miami? No, you can't because 
The, the Milwaukee Bucks, dealing with their own injury concerns to Giannis, found that out the hard way. And I don't think the Knicks want to put themselves in that same spot when these games are played away from Madison Square Garden. So right now, uh, when we started the hour, the Knicks were eight-point favorites after that news. They are now It's now getting bet up to eight and a half uh, on Caesars Sportsbook. The Miami Heat are a plus 300 on the money line tonight. So, um, and we'll we'll have our play of the night later on. We may have to go not knowing what the situation, maybe later this hour we'll know what's going on with um, either Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson. I'm guessing we won't, but maybe we'll make our play of the night the later game tonight. But uh, as far as total points, I'm trying to see. Yeah, they haven't put any of the uh, primary guys, be it Randle or Brunson, on what their point total could be for tonight. So, that's up in the air. And don't forget, you can catch it all right here on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Nick's hosting the Heat. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. Maybe you wouldn't sit them out or sit one of them out, but a, the, the opportunity to get them to rest uh, tonight, if you can do that, you would do that as quickly as you possibly could if the Knicks can, in fact, roll in this game tonight. I know what Josh Hart said about Julius Randle, that he would be playing through it if he could. To me, it's a worse sign if he can't go tonight because it means the extent of the injury. I saw that video about 10 times today when we were talking about will he, won't he play. He couldn't put weight on that. It Mm. it, it looked like a more serious injury than what – Jimmy Butler's dealing with, and I'm not trying to like you know discredit one or the other, but I worry more about the Julius Randle injury and the effect that that's going to have on how many games he's going to miss this series, because at least now, time is on the side of Jimmy Butler that he'll have the extra days for treatment before Game 3 and potentially playing in Game 3. For me, Jalen Brunson's the bigger key for the Knicks. I mean, I, I think ultimately their fortunes in this series are going to be determined by him and let's be clear i fully expect the knicks to advance to the conference finals and it might be unfair to the heat because they continue to muck things up and play these kind of games where they can just take out uh, a team like the like the bucks from their knees because they just play that level of defense that they do and make the game as ugly as possible but i have to believe at some point the talent is going to win out when that's the case. I have to. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Then there's the Lakers and Warriors. They've got game one later tonight at 10 o'clock. Warriors are four-and-a-half-point favorites in San Francisco at the Chase Center. Uh, Courtney, I-, I am fascinated, as America is truly, to see Steph and LeBron go head-to-head. When I'm looking at the matchup overall, I I fully believe that the Warriors have the better chance of reaching the finals. Because I, I, I while I look at LeBron and Anthony Davis and I marvel at what they did uh, in round one, I do wonder at some point if the Warriors' pace is going to really tire them out through this. And if that is going to ultimately be their downfall in this series. And I I also wonder 
We talked to Dave McMenamin about it. I know how good they've been defensively since the trade deadline. I also wonder if they're going to be able to defend the perimeter at a high enough level to win this series. They're fair questions. And defensively what the Lakers are doing, Darvin Ham buying into some of these bigger lineups, and that's not just a playoff trend that's been that's been trending this way you know, throughout like the months of March and April, really since they reconstructed their roster. They can score – and they, but like thinking about like D'Angelo Russell on Steph Curry, for example, does that matchup scare you if you're a Golden State Warrior fan? No, not because no. because of all the switching and because of all of the like trickery that he's able to pull off. That doesn't make me fear that team. What I'm more worried about is the speed in the half court and how you are able to transition that way. We know the the fast break is where the 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 Lakers. That's where they create a lot of their possessions offensively, Chris. The Warriors just took down a team who does that really well in the Sacramento Kings. I think that that recency and the experience they have, and I know De'Aaron Fox and the finger injury and and all of those things came into play for why the Kings made more mistakes in transition in games, you know, four through seven, but... It worries me because if you're a Lakers fan and you're looking at what this roster is constructed of, LeBron James and what he looked like in the first series with Memphis, I'm not going to go Dylan Brooks on you here, but he looked tired in moments. There were moments where LeBron looked worn, and I'd be fearful of that carrying over into this next series when Golden State's pace is really going to test this Lakers team. Look, I think ultimately – the team that has uh, the more recent run with Golden State last year is the better bet in this series. And as I'm looking at it, Golden State to win the series is minus 155. So that's a that's a decent sized um, favorite in this series. I would be surprised if the Lakers got to the conference finals. Now, I continue to doubt the Lakers all season. And I end up getting kicked in the pants for it uh, through what they did. But that had more to do with the Grizzlies' immaturity, I truly believe, especially just the way they played in, in, uh, you know, in Game 6 Friday night, just not even showing up. This was a, a situation where the Lakers were just going to blow their doors off. I was not surprised by that at all. Um, the Warriors, Courtney... Even after they lost Game 6 and had to have it go to Game 7, there's still a feeling that in the end they're just too good. At this point, is it unfair to say that they have the best player on the court? Probably so. Like Anthony Davis when healthy, even LeBron to a degree, but Anthony Davis when healthy is better than Steph right now. But not... Not by much, by a hair, just because he affects the game in so many ways. I I mean, I have a tough time forecasting the West now because of what we saw happen in the Suns series. Because you look at the Lakers and the Warriors, and if one can get out of, whoever gets out of that series, are they going to the NBA Finals? Like, it's not a, it's not going to be a cakewalk. The Suns worry me because they're down 0-2 right now. This Nuggets team is not the same Nuggets team that a different iteration of the Suns, but one that that did not have Kevin Durant, swept in the conference semifinals two years ago. I have a hard time figuring who the team to beat in the West is because 
all of the storylines and superlatives about the four teams remaining going into the semifinals, those all got changed around after the first couple games that we saw with the Nuggets and the Suns. And now we'll know more obviously tonight at the conclusion of game one of the Lakers and Warriors series. But I'm not so sure that this Warriors team, once they got life after that series went 2-2 two to two with the Sacramento Kings, that they haven't found some sort of new gear and the same identity that they can constantly tap into in the postseason, even when you think things are dire and things are bleak. Somehow they become the old iteration of themselves where you don't have any doubts about them. All of those things go away. So I, I don't know. I mean, because, because honestly, Chris, it's the same story in the East right now. I don't think Boston is head and shoulders above the Knicks or the Heat or the 76ers, even if they do have the best odds on paper. But again, it's there's a lot of different categories for which team you know you could pick coming out of the East to face off in the West for the finals based on these superlatives. Most feared, maybe it's a Philadelphia 76ers team, assuming that they get Joel Embiid back. Most experienced, Boston Celtics. Most unknown, Miami Heat. And then I don't know exactly what classification you give to the New York Knicks. Yeah. But I, it's I, it, it, this might be the most unknown of the state of teams that we have, the eight that are remaining, that I think we've seen going into a Western and Eastern Conference semifinal round in a very long time. There's no clear-cut favorite. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open for you right now. Uh, the Lakers or the Warriors, who's got a better shot of reaching the finals? Lines are open for you. The other thing we've spent a lot of time talking about today is Steph and LeBron and the level of rivalry that it is. And I have had trouble with the rivalry idea from the standpoint that we are looking at Two players who are awesome, but at the same time, um, I've never seen any level of hatred between them. And I don't even need hatred. Courtney, I just need an edge to it. And, like, I've been trying to make something out of it with Steph Curry and his comments when LeBron talked about playing with the Warriors of, you know, now nah, we're good. We don't need them. We're okay. I mean, other than that, there's no part of this that makes me think these two guys hate each other, even though they've faced each other as much as they have. There's too much respect. We need somebody to say, nah, I've got him. He doesn't phase me, or there's nobody I fear on this team. Like You need that level to inject some sort of undertones to this series to make you think, okay, this is a real, real rivalry of that sense. I think it depends on how you define rivalry because the – idea that there has to be some level of disdain, some people will buy into that. It sounds like that's your definition of it. I still look at this as a rivalry because of the history of these te- of these two teams, well, these two players, LeBron being on the Cavs all those four years that they faced off in the finals, but the consistency element when they saw each other year in and year out. We've been without that since 2018. Might this be a rivalry restored in the short term? But we also know that this Warriors core could have been broken up had they lost Game 7, that LeBron James probably has two more years, maybe, of playing Mm. basketball. I'm trying to appreciate the rivalry for what it is because I just have a gut feeling in me. This is the last time we're going to see these two teams, these two great players, face off against each other in the postseason when it really matters. Here's Steve Kerr on the top. Four finals matchups, you know, that's – 
what it's all about. That's the the apex of you know, NBA basketball, and so the two of them meeting four times, um, you know, at the highest level. That's what rivalries are are born out of. That's you know, Magic and Bird. That's you know, the 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 the, the matchups we think about in NBA history come from you know that that sort of uh, circumstance. So. Um, they're both amazing players, totally different, um, but um, both so committed to the work, to the process, um, s- competitors, um, really um, intelligent. I mean, they, they share a lot of the same qualities, um, despite the fact that they're very different players. They're very different players, but I don't ever think of the two of them and just going head-to-head because I've never put the two of them on the same level as player before. The one thing I'll say is, based on what we continue to see from Steph, he is certainly inching closer and closer to being the level of player that LeBron is. Let's get a couple of calls in here. Michael is up first on ESPN Radio here. Michael, what do you got? Well, I mean, just with the LeBron and and Steph thing, they've clashed so many times and so big of moments how can it not be a rivalry between those two and it, and it continues to go on in the west i mean you have you know like with the with the west right now i feel like even though the lakers won a championship in the bubble they still have something to prove with lebron james and in order to prove that they're gonna have to get past steph curry and the, and the Golden state warriors well but i think that's fair i think that's absolutely fair to say that they have something to prove because people like me call the bubble championship the summer camp championship. <laughs> you know, is it really the same thing? And I know that it brought its own challenges to it, but I, I don't consider it the same thing. I don't consider it on the level with other championships that are won. And Maybe it's unfair. No, I think that that's a very valid argument because you're not alone in that. There are a lot of people who look at the 2019-2020 season that ended in the bubble and say that 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 championship needs an asterisk next to it that LeBron really picks up back in like the mid 2010s when he was with Cleveland and the last one that he won I don't necessarily agree with that I do think that despite all of those circumstances and some pretty trying ones that that is very much a worthy championship but this is a different level he's not 35 anymore the age of Steph when he last won a title. He's 38 years old. He's still you know, scoring king in the NBA, all-time scoring leader, the record that he got this year, but he's been dealing with injuries, and they've been coming at a more frequent clip the past couple years. So the fact that we have this rivalry set up to where one of the greats goes against another one of the greats and somebody who continues to revolutionize the game as we speak. I mean, if you didn't think he was the greatest shooter of all time after seeing before seeing the 50 point performance in game seven I hope that changed your mind I'm I just I want people to appreciate the stage that we see this on because to our caller's point it's something that happens so rarely because we're not talking about the regular season matchups. I mean, you know, the marquee games that are shown on Wednesdays and you know on ESPN radio and we have the big matchups Lakers, Warriors doesn't carry the same sort of edge as it does when we talk about these teams playing in a seven-game playoff series. It just it never will. But when we get it at this level, and you know that this is a different Warriors team at this level, it's a different LeBron team when they're in the playoffs, 
I think that that's what makes it special because you don't truly know what to expect and who will get the edge on the other player when it comes to the rivalry between the two of them. Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Do you consider Steph and LeBron a true rivalry? And who you got between the Lakers and the Warriors? We are going to squeeze a couple more of your calls in in just moments. But up next, Jimmy Butler is ruled out for Game Two. Are we already in must-win territory? We go to the Garden next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The Warriors advance a decisive Game 7 win and bring on the Lakers in Round 2. It'll be a tough series, but that's what you expect as you move forward in the playoffs. But we're going up against a very good team. Played them a couple times, I think, since the trade, and they look extremely different. we got a young ball club with not much experience in the postseason. So as hard as this series felt and as hard as this series was, it gets even harder when you move a level up, and it gets harder and harder. So they understood that, and they'll be ready for it. Stephen LeBron, Game 1. Later tonight, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin is in for Canty today. Courtney, let's hit the phones. We've got people chiming in on the LeBron-Steph rivalry. Is it a full-on rivalry, or does there need to be a little bit of hatred in there? And on who you got in this series, Lakers or Warriors, and why? Laverne in Chicago up first here on ESPN Radio. Laverne, what do you got? Come on, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, it's never been a rivalry. 
Uh, I got the Warriors again. Every year, the Warriors are a threat to every team in the league because they're always there. So the Warriors have never had a real rivalry with any team because they've never faced the same team in the championship twice. So I mean, I think it's no fair. I, 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 I know what you're saying about it, but the problem is, you know, they're two amazing players. And, and I'm almost arguing, you know, the counter-argument to what I think here, Courtney. I, I, de- I can't deny why people feel like it is one. But I also understand that if we're going to call it that, can we at least see some sort of spike that would exist between the two of them? Some little just edge to it because there doesn't seem to be any of that. I'm telling you, you're going to need to manufacture that because it just doesn't exist with this current iteration. I would like to believe that the Draymond Green and LeBron James stuff that happened with the groin swipe in 2016, that stuff's all in the past. And, And to Laverne's point... They did face the same opponent for four straight years, the Cavs from the 14-15 season all the way through 2017-2018 before they faced the Raptors next year and lost. Like They very much had the same opponent all of those years, and the Cavs were their biggest hurdle that they had to get through. I think it's now in like current times where we have a six-seed Warriors team and a seven-seed Lakers team that we might have a chance to actually see when, when it's not that the Warriors are like the overall one seed, best record in the NBA, going to run away with it. And then, by the way, here are the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James. They're more evenly matched probably now than they were in any of those other matchups, despite who won and who didn't in the finals. Dwayne, Orlando, Florida next on ESPN Radio. Dwayne, who you got? Hey, I was just going to echo what the previous caller said. Um, the media may see it as a rivalry. The fans may see it as a rivalry. If Steph and LeBron don't see it as a rivalry in their hearts, it's not a rivalry to them, no matter what everybody else thinks. I think it could be, you know, Draymond was there four years. It could be a Draymond-LeBron rivalry in the hearts of those two. But, you know, like, does it, the does it, the, If there was just a little edge of history to it, I would actually – believe that if the Suns were playing the Warriors, there would be more of that to it, given what the history is between Durant and the Golden State Warriors. Like, that would that would be considered a rivalry to me. This is two great players who, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm excited to see this series. I can't wait. And it takes a lot uh, for me to get excited enough to stay up until 1 a.m. every day, Eastern Time. It really does. But that's what I'll do for this series because I'm into it. I, I am very into it. I mean, I watch the playoffs all together, but a lot of times I'll watch in the morning too. No, no, no. This, I got to see it happen live. And, Courtney, for that, um, there is not many matchups in sports where it's like, I got to see every last second of this, at least for me. Which is why I think it feeds into the rivalry. There's the intrigue. Name a rivalry that you didn't want to watch. Because you're like, no, I don't need to see what happens between these two. Like, I'm good on that. Name a rivalry that that, that falls in that category. I think you're going to have a hard time doing that. The reason that this is a rivalry is the intrigue element. Is Steph going to get the best of LeBron and his Lakers? Is LeBron going to get his second ring against Stephen Curry and a core, you know, the big three that they have that remained intact 
all of those years that they played each other when LeBron was with Cleveland. That that's your drama, Chris. Like that's what you need. I know it's not the vitriol and the hatred or any level of spite, considering that is one of our collective favorite things that we can't seem to like find its way into the series, but it does have some level of that getting the ante upped a little bit. All right. That's fair. But you know, keep trying. Dan in South Dakota is next on ESPN radio. Dan, what do you got? I got the uh, – it doesn't matter who wins the Golden State Lakers series because they're going to get wiped out by my Denver Nuggets in the, in the uh, Western Conference Finals. And, Carlin, you got it right. Not only is Anthony Davis better than Steph Curry, but so is LeBron James. Come on, people, let's get real. They were, uh, Steve Kerr was trying to compare um, Steph Curry to Michael Jordan. Really, people? Really? He's listen, not even you happy. can. He, hey, he Steph, if Steph wins his fifth – I understand what Steve Kerr is saying when he does it. They're different kinds of players. When I say that Anthony Davis is a better player than uh, Steph, I'm saying in the moment, if he's on the court, he does a lot more things than Steph does. If you're giving me a player that I would rather have than Steph in the league right now, I mean, only LeBron in his prime, and even then, like, Steph's amazing. Steph is absolutely, if he's not top five, he's right there. I mean, what else is there left to argue when you see these performances? No, and he's, he's again, like side-by-side side comparison and bringing LeBron back into this. The accolades are there for both of them. It's not a one-sided rivalry. LeBron James won four championships, four finals MVP, four-time MVP. He's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Steph is the four-time champion, one-time finals MVP, two-time MVP, best scorer, best offensive player we've ever seen. Like, they're so evenly matched in that sense that, you know, the fact is they're both going for their fifth title. So maybe, like, that, again, I'm giving you layers of intrigue to this. Like, thank me. I'm showing you why this is a rivalry. Chris, you're going to be watching history in real time and be like, gosh, thank you, Courtney, for turning me to this part of it because I didn't see it this way. I was just going to chalk it up to two great players going head-to-head, not seeing it as a rivalry of such when they're both going for the same thing. And this might be the last chance that we see both of them going against each other for the same thing. Here's what I need. I need Steph taking a swipe at LeBron. That's what I need. <laughs> and I know that's not going to happen. Just a little, you know, get off me kind of thing. That's all. I don't ask for much. Can't take Garland ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Courtney, the one thing we like to do on this show, it's make people money. We're going to do that. Our play of the day is on the way. Plus... Aaron Rodgers is already insufferable in New York. That's next. ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Oh, we are reaching that time. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It is that time to try to pick some winners for you and get you our play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, Courtney, Warriors four and a half point favorites tonight. On the money line, they're minus 190. The over-under for the game is 227. Who do you like in the game tonight? I like the Warriors at home. I think that coming off of how they played against the Kings in Game 7 and not even keeping it close in the second half, and I'm not saying Steph's going to go for 50 again, but usually they do all right. The game following him having an offensive explosion. So I've got the Warriors at home. Do you have them covering minus 4.5? I do. I do. Okay. So we'll go Warriors minus 4.5. Steph's points tonight over under 31.5. You want to go over? I'll take the over on that. Okay. Not saying 50, but I'm taking the over. Right. And then uh, anything else interests you? Rebounds, assists for anybody? How about an Anthony Davis prop? Anthony Davis prop. Rebounds would be 13 and a half Put for the Anthony over Davis. on that. You like the over on I that? I like the over on that. And what's his point total? Uh, it is Anthony Davis tonight, 25 and a half. Give me the under there. Okay, interesting. Going to go Under? like a 20 and like 15 from him. Right. So we've got the four-leg same-game parlay. That is a plus 1,200 for you. That okay. is a big payday if this happens. If this so, happens, I expect my cut. Okay. Uh, you can expect that. That's fine. I never would tell you You're going to be think. in so much debt when it comes to this and then the dinner you still owe Canty. It's like, still owe. Let, let's, let's settle down. That was last week, all right? He, he'll get his dinner. He'll get his precious dinner and his precious <laughs> Johnny Walker blue. 
Uh, Golden State minus four and a half. Steph over 31 and a half. AD over 13 and a half rebounds under 25 and a half points. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. All right, first things first. Jimmy Butler has been ruled out for game two tonight. Knicks and Heat coming up here on ESPN Radio shortly. Here is Spo just moments ago with our ESPN Radio crew on Butler. He will not play uh, tonight, and he really pushed and did everything uh, he possibly could to try to be available. He's just not ready. Um, and then his body will, will let him and us know in the next uh, you know few days uh, before Saturday. So nobody knows. You know, um, It's too early to predict that. Uh, but we've dealt with a lot of adversity this year. I, I believe we we're number one in missed games because of injury. So our group has a resilience about them. We understand uh, it's not about somebody trying to step up and have, having to score you know, 50. It's, a, it's about a group uh, mentality, and that's where we're at our best. And the guys have had big contributions along the way you know, so far. So we'll just need a few guys uh, you know, putting their imprints on this game. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are both game-time decisions for the Knicks tonight. And by the way, the Knicks, let me get the updated uh, number just moments ago they were minus eight and a half this evening uh, Knicks are nine point favorites now that has climbed up a point in the last hour Courtney since that news about Butler I feel like they meaning Vegas knows something about the availability of Jalen Brunson more mm. than more than the Julius Randall stuff if that line shift happened that drastically not just the Jimmy Butler news because they beat him without Jimmy Butler in game one I think this I think they know that Jalen Brunson's playing all right. Well, that's listen. He's the he's got to be the guy to play uh, for me to give to believe the Knicks are definitively going to win this game tonight. If they don't have either one, that to me is a toss up, and that will be a rock fight between those two teams. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Courtney. Um, this was uh, earlier with the Pat McAfee show, as he does. This is him on enjoying his time in New York so far. I'm having a blast. I am having an absolute blast. It's been so fun. I got here Tuesday night, so today's like a week to go to the hockey game, basketball game, meet all my guys, just get to know the facility. You know, I'm starting to look for some places to stay because they got me in the hotel right now, which is great. It's like literally two minutes from the facility. But, man, it's been a great week. It really is. All right, listen. The hockey game... The, the, the Knicks game the other day, enough. We get it. I, I mean, listen, he is getting out there. It, it is almost like, look at my new girlfriend. I am going to get out here and have all the fun I can, but I really think he is overdoing it a bit to ingratiate himself into New York. It's, I get it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but it's just, all right, are we going to be the guy that's going to be everywhere now, and this is how much you're going to love me until I decide that I really don't care that much about winning. Do you think Pat McAfee was overdoing it by offering up Greenie's home for Aaron Rodgers to live? <laughs> I don't know if that was I on a Greenie temporary basis. would buy basis. him a house right now. <laughs> Greeny would kick his own kids out for Aaron Rodgers to move into their room. All right, let me ask you this question, and I'll ask it to Shannon and Eric as well quickly. We have less than a minute. Uh, who will be more insufferable over the next calendar year, Aaron Rodgers or Greeny? 
I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to find something to get under the skin of New York media and have that explode. So I'm going yeah. with number 12. Shannon? Number eight now. More insufferable, Greeny or Aaron Rodgers? Yes. <laughs> Eric Hanneman. Political answer. I love it. I'll go Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, honestly, with what I'm sensing from Greeny so far, it may be Greeny. <laughs> It really may be Greeny that is going to be more insufferable than Aaron Rodgers. And you know how I feel about it. That is saying something. It's Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. A Knicks heat coming up in just moments on ESPN Radio. Game two. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.